What's up, guys, and welcome to the Bachelor Pad Podcast, where two bachelors who've never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before sit down to review episodes right after they air. My name's Tyler. I'm here with my best friend, Scott. Hey, what is up, all you geckos? Glad you guys are back for another week. So happy, and Thanksgiving week, which is fun. Thanksgiving, it's tomorrow. I think we're releasing this right after we record it tonight, right? We are, yeah. We're going to release this right away, uh, pending any edits that need to happen, because, you know, that happens. Yeah, every once in a while. How are you doing, man? I am doing really good. I'm super excited for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Really? I am, because I get to have two Thanksgivings tomorrow. So I'm eating at my parents' house at noon, and then I'm going to my girlfriend's house for dinner, and their Thanksgiving is very different than my mom's Thanksgiving. It's going to be a lot of different foods and stuff, and that's what I'm excited about. I will say I've done multiple Thanksgivings essentially my entire life. Mm-hmm. It's very overrated. Is it? <laughs> well, I've never done it before, it, so it kind of let sucks. me get let down on my own. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, we're uh, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, I uh, was recently, this week, I actually taped, I'm going to be on a game show, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not allowed to say anything else about it under like penalty of, you know, Can you violating. say what game show or no? I think so. I'll, I'll run the, the gambit on that. Uh, it was called Chain Reaction. It was a big show in the uh, like 80s up until the early 2000s and then it got canceled. And Game Show Network is rebooting it, and they've got the same host that, you know, was always with it, which is cool. Um, and my mom is, you know, an avid Game Show Network watcher, and sh- and so she's probably seen every episode of this show ever aired. And she got recruited somehow and and asked me to audition with her to be on, on the team uh, along with her, uh, one of her best friends. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. I had a blast. Um, but yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, I'll keep everybody posted so you can see me, uh, on, on TV, you know, that's awesome. Well, I think that's enough about us. We also have a guest back for what is this your fourth time? Yeah. Whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember. Yeah. I think it's your fourth time. Welcome back, Jeremy. Thanks guys. It's fun. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Just gearing up for Thanksgiving. Uh, currently, my home uh, smells like Thanksgiving meals prepping for tomorrow. Um, so my lovely wife, Kendall, has been doing awesome. Mm. It smells so good. She's been making a, like a butternut squash, like Hasselback cut. Like I think I'm saying it right. <laughs> and it's like rosemary and I don't know. It's great. Just trust me on this. It She's sounds awesome. like it smells really it good. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's like free air freshener. I love it. Butternut squash is probably my favorite of the squash family. Uh, yeah, the squash family. I agree. Yeah, spaghetti squash. I'm not like a huge fan of. Like I'll eat it like with the right things, but butternut squash is like when you really want to do it right. Well, and I got to be honest, I love it even more than pumpkin. Is a pumpkin considered a part of the squash family? Yeah, oh, okay. they're in the same family. Yeah, I and I like it way more than pumpkin. Like to be a honest. distant cousin. Like, sure, they probably live in like St. Louis or something. they only see each other on thanksgiving and christmas Christmas. yeah Yeah. the people who live in st louis don't understand the joke right (laughs) (laughs) that's fine i'm just gonna leave them hanging well let's jump in to talk a little bit about this episode uh this was an interesting one i had a lot of fun with it um so we ended off uh this the the last episode as we sort of continue through the story we ended off with uh noah getting that first date rose and there was some contention there Mm -hmm. and we pick back up with a fair amount of that in the house already yeah i thought it was hilarious how they opened up with uh chasen and noah just kind of like 
broing out together. And I was like, this pair of friends makes so much sense. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're the children of the house for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny how like in Bachelor Nation, the villains are always friends. Yes. <laughs> like every season, it seems like they like oh, bond like, over hate mutual you hatred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But they're both just so to me, at least very boyish and yeah, just juvenile and immature. Yeah. Very juvenile. And so it made sense. I, but yeah, no, you're totally right. It was like, oh, okay. All right. This yeah. is happening now. Literally as soon as the episode started and I saw that, I was like, I, I typed it down. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it opens up with a group date where they are trying to compete for some solo time with uh, Tasha. I almost said Claire for Tasha, And uh, they have to write like a love song. Did you guys like this part at all? Dude, I felt so bad for the guys. I hated this. The first thing I said, actually, when they got into the room where they had to pick their instrument, I was like, guys, someone grab the cajon, like, immediately. Because mm-hmm. you don't need any skill to beat a drum. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I just felt bad for the guys. That's a really hard challenge. And when I first watched it, so, like, later on, you see, like, they kind of get another chance, but I felt really bad at first because it seemed like a do-or-die thing. Right. right? Like, if you don't get the one-on-one, like, this is your only chance with Taisha mm-hmm. this episode. And so, for that reason, when I watched that first one, I felt super on edge because I was like, these poor guys, like, they're doing something super vulnerable, and if they don't, like, get picked, like, it feels like a waste. Uh, but yeah, that was hard, man. Like how many things are more uncomfortable than singing a song that would have, that would have been really hard for me because I know I'm not like skilled <laughs> in those areas. And so like I would have maybe done something more along the lines of what Ivan did who won this contest and just kind of did like a poem type thing. But would you been like more or less skilled than Damar? That's the question. Oh, less. I, li- I liked for Demar's. me. I meant, uh, Oh, as far as like skill. Yeah. Less. <laughs> I can't play guitar. Dude, DeMar's was hard to watch. I love DeMar, but like the guy has no music. I liked, talent. I liked, uh, he doesn't have music. None of these guys had music. But he talent. told a great story. But I really like, I liked what he said the most. Like he brought up some of her past, like oh, shows yeah. that he knows some things about her. Yep. He was funny. Like it was, it was, it was good. I yeah. thought he was going to win. I was the only one that I was really like, obviously Blake's was terrible. <laughs> was oh yeah. With terrible. the, uh, the accordion, the accordion. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That <laughs> was, was terrible. Fun. But the only one that I was really genuinely disappointed in was Riley's that he just didn't even, he threw in the towel. Like he just didn't he even just try. Talked. Yeah. He, he, just, did, he didn't rhyme. No, he just kind of just said something. He gave a speech. Yeah. It was like, this is a song and Riley gave a speech. You lost to Blake Riley. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I that was that was a, a bummer. But I was really pulling for Demar actually. I was too. I think of all of them, like he probably put himself out there the most. Oh yeah. I felt like on that musical challenge, I was like, listen, I like Ivan a lot, but I was really disappointed that he got picked because he didn't do a song. He did poetry. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so I know it's like all just like a Yeah, a lot a of poetry bit. is music, but it's not inherently music. Like poetry is poetry. It's not music. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some music is poetic, but not all poetry is music. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan didn't bother putting it to song at all. (laughs) Yeah. He just didn't even bother. I think what won him over was calling her up with him. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Plus I think she was already feeling Ivan quite a bit and Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, so Ivan gets picked. He he gets to have this one-on-one time with with Tasha, and she says, 
I wanted this to be like what a typical Friday night would be. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it felt like. This was the most real date I've seen on The Bachelor thus far. Yeah, I've Bachelor, Bachelor, a uh, season and a half into this genre of show, and this has been my favorite date so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was pretty good, but I'm not going to lie. I'm still trying to get past like floor is lava. Like I work with kids for a living. It felt like I was like working with kids. Like when I was watching yeah, this, sure. yeah. it's like floor is lava. You're grown up adults. Like what, what are you doing? Yeah, it was, but just a it was really fun. fun. It was cute. Like leaving the menu behind was adorable. Oh, it was. Well, and here's adorable. the thing is I think it was very intentional. I don't know if she would have done that with all the guys. I think it was Ivan. It was who's to this see if, like stonewall guy who right, doesn't show a lot. Right. Now here's so the question. It was a way to bring him into some of that. Yeah. If you got the date with Riley, would you do floors lava? No. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. Because there are some guys, I forget if it was Tyler or Scott, but somebody said like, depending on who it is, like it might have just been like, oh, I know Ivan is playful, so I'll do floor is lava. But there are some guys where I would have loved to see if they did floor is lava. Mm-hmm. And Riley's one of them. Like he probably would have like lost what? his he mind. Would, like what is, flo- nah, he probably would have done it. He would have done uh, it, but he would have made it into some slick game. Yeah, I... I get weird vibes with Riley. Yeah, he started well, and like with I, each new episode, I'm like, I've gone and less. back and forth with him. But Tyler said it when we were watching the episode earlier uh, that he feels a little bit like a player. He might be like he just has his game is so on point that it's uh, suspicious to me. He's a little sus. I get that. I I don't know if it's real or not, but he's so smooth. Yeah. That you wonder. You right. Know? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not accusing him of anything necessarily. I just, it, it, he's, it's suspicious because he is so smooth that it's like, it just feels a little, uh, you know, especially watching it on television, it feels a little too uh, put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think with Ivan, I think for her, because he's so quiet and buttoned up that it was sort of like a like hey like let me see if i can get him to show a more playful side uh because i do think like being playful and fun is important to Tasha. um i feel bad for whoever had to pick up all the feathers from their <laughs> <pillow> <laughs> <fight>. <laughs> yeah poor housekeeping uh-huh yeah yeah because they had a pillow fight what else they played bocce ball that was, was cool yeah yeah. Well, that doesn't require a lot of cleanup. Like, no, I'm just <laughs> describing the date. Like, I, I got past okay. the cleanup part with the, the pillow fight. But yeah, they ate uh, like the a lot of different foods. Ch- most they had gigantic. like sushi and then that. Yeah, <laughs> but they had like sushi. There were chicken fingers on the table. Like they ordered the entire room service mm-hmm. menu along with, as you were saying, the world's biggest bowl of ice cream i've ever seen oh all of the ice cream at the hotel i think they <laughs> yeah. ran out they uh, yeah do you think that's on the regular like uh uh takeout menu that you can get for your room <laughs> the room service menu it's a uh, ice cream that serves 20 people yeah it's a bachelorette <laughs> is it like a party thing <laughs> maybe it's not a party thing anymore after COVID. i'll tell you what like no one's oh, funny. it was by the time they were getting to it too it was all melting off and like rolling oh yeah did you see it dripping yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite shots is like over the ice cream bowl and it's just dripping off the side and it's just run <laughs> like crazy yeah, that was bizarre. Like, mm-hmm. and and like, I mean, so much of Bachelor always gets like made fun of because it's like you don't eat the food. 
mm-hmm. the dates. But you they know? finally like, did on this one. Yeah, they did. But they did. They ate the food. But it was so That's much that it was still wasteful. <laughs> yes. yeah. that was a lot of food i bet you they like gave it to like the staff afterwards or something because you remember that was the thing it was her and jpj on a date in bachelor in paradise that jpj ate the food and she was like what are you doing you don't eat the food on these things <laughs> and he got sick he got food poisoning mm-hmm. from Dude, it. i forgot about that that's yeah. a really good callback <laughs> yeah and so then like now the tasia's now they're eating the food and it, it just cracked me up that is pretty funny. But uh, this date led to some, uh, I, th- I thought it was a pretty cool conversation between Ivan and Tasha. They talked about their pasts, uh, their dads, uh, Ivan's brother who's had a, a hard time. Um, they talked about BLM, just like recent events. Like I, I thought it was a really cool, good conversation. This date got a lot of time on this episode. Yeah, I was really proud actually of uh, the producers and Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever you call it. Um, yeah, I feel like these conversations, I have to imagine hard conversations happen every season, Mm. right? Like, and controversial conversations must happen at some point, right? You're, you're trying to find spouse. This is the first time where it feels like they left it in. Mm. And I was really glad they did. And I, I know on this podcast, we always have a pretty playful tone. Mm -hmm. Um, but like for a second, like, I just want to say, like, I'm really proud of like bachelor nation for, like leaving it in there and yeah like i thought it was really real and i thought even when you got to the commercial that they would like okay here's a good out and then they came back from commercial and it was still like going you got to see his side of it you got to see tasha's side of it Mm -hmm. um like real emotions like i was really appreciative of that like i know we watch a show for fun um but like that's a real thing and i'm glad that they talked about it it was cool. Yeah, because you're absolutely right. Like, that was one of the things that I felt like set this apart so much is that, like, in Peter's season, for example, and maybe, like, we really did see the deepest of their conversations because Peter was just shallow as hell. <laughs> but uh, but for the most part, it's like you're just seeing these really, like, oh, my God, I love you so much. You're so amazing. Like, these same, like, just really, like, sickly sweet, yeah. Unrealistic, you know, and then they're getting engaged and it's like, they haven't had a single real yeah. conversation about anything this entire, <laughs> like, what do you mean they're getting engaged? And this, it would, it's like, if she ends up with Ivan, it's like, I, at least as a viewer have confidence that they've had they've built some kind of real yeah. connection, real connection. Yeah. And they, yeah. they actually know each other going like Dale and, uh, uh, Claire, Claire what's her face? Dale and Claire, <laughs> like, she who shall not be named. I have zero confidence <laughs> that they had any type of legitimate what are you knowledge about, of each they, other. They let a TikTok out today or sometime over the last week where they both danced with a dog. Like, well, that is pretty real. How that's how the, you know it's real. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. TikTok's You're right. Together. I take it back. Yeah. Thank you. I take it back. <laughs> I, I I stand obviously corrected. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I I really liked uh, their date. I thought it was good, great conversation. Uh, and while they're doing this date, it keeps cutting back to like the room of guys too, and we start to see Bennett and Noah don't really like each other a whole lot. Not fans. I think they're polar opposites. They really, oh really yeah, are. they really are. <laughs> they really yeah. Are. And uh, I'm a Bennett stan. How about you guys? A hundred percent. I'm very Bennett. It's hard to be Team Noah on anything yeah. at this point. But he did shave the mustache. 
Yeah, last credit week. credit for that. Okay, so I've been like he was forced to st- shave the mustache last week. It was pretty rough. So my wife like mentioned some things on social media where like people are reacting poorly because they feel like Tasha was violating his, himself or something like that. Like oh, from shaving the mustache yeah, because she shaved it off. But like I didn't pick that up at all because he it was asked his idea. Her to. Yeah, he brought the shaver. Like it he was could his have just choice. shaved it. Yeah. Yeah. He t- he decided to bring it out and let her do it. Like that was how he got to have more time with her. I don't know. It sounds like some people out there are thinking that uh, he was taken advantage of. Well, and I feel like too, like she, I, I at least, all, I think it begs to be said again. Like I felt like she uh, didn't pressure him necessarily no, until he offered like, oh, maybe I should shave it off. And she was like, yeah, let's do that. You know, but like before then he was like, oh, do you want me to shave it off? And she's like, well, there are no rules. You do whatever, you know, you do you kind of a thing. Like she maybe played coy, but I felt like it was respectful, you know, like. Yeah, she played it so well. I know I wasn't on last week, but I was like so impressed with Tasha. Like that was like Jedi oh, yeah. mind tricks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Made it be his idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, you yeah. can't teach that. That was so well played. But uh, yeah, Bennett is not a big fan of Noah because Noah, the, so the group date then comes out, which, you know, thankfully all those people that were in the competition for the solo date for the one-on-one still got to have their own group date. And Noah expresses that he expected to be on the group date. Because he wasn't on the first one right. originally. And everyone was like, what? 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 And then Bennett <laughs> even goes, well, that sounds a little selfish there, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Bennett had to like walk through step-by-step the logic of why he wasn't right. yeah. given one. He's like, oh, by the way, like a group rose like means that like you already had like a chance. Like yeah. you already earned favor with Tasha. And I got to say, I'm super looking forward to next episode. Did you yeah. guys see the oh. previews for their, some of their conversations going into next week? Yes. Dude, I am. Super I'm excited for a two on one. Like we yeah. haven't yeah. seen that in a little while and those are always the best. We have a guaranteed at least one elimination. <laughs> at least one. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It could be both. Right. Isn't a two on one. Like that's the thing. There's only one rose going into a two on one. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but they never have to in the one on one or two on one. They don't have to give out the rose at all. Like they, they it can be home. a, Hey, the one-on-one is an opportunity to say, do I really want to move forward with this person? Or if they don't get the rose, then they just go home. Mm-hmm. Like it's an yeah. automatic removal. Yeah. So pressure's on Bennett. I'll tell you what, first few episodes, Bennett was like a teddy bear. Like he was fun. Like he had cool comments. All of a sudden we're seeing like, like Bennett, like really throw shade at various people. And uh, next episode, like it's do or die. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I hope he makes it past the two on one. I would be so bummed if Noah got picked over oh, Bennett, yeah. but like it's starting to get real for Bennett. Like mm-hmm. it, at first he was really fun. Now it's like Tasha's starting to wonder. It feels like, you know who uh, I'm kind of changing subjects here. Do you know who I would love to see interact with Bennett? Like on a bachelor in paradise is Demi. Oh, they both are like big person. I don't think they would ever work together. And I don't no, think they would no, like no, each no, other. no, no, but chance. I think that would be like such a fun friendship <laughs> to see develop on a, a bachelor in paradise because they would absolutely be buddies. Oh yeah. Like they would be, they would be friends. They would have sure. no like attraction or desire to be no. with each other, but they would love talking to each other. <laughs> they would just, Dude, <laughs> they would talk crap on everybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right. That's a good, that's a good call. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, the, the group date though, uh, is truth or dare. Yeah. 
Mainly dare. Mainly dare. Well, it was all dare in the. Fr- it was like truth or it was dare and truth. It was like twenty percent truth. So it was like long set of dares, multiple dares, and then <laughs> have a conversation later. And so the and you dares tell me the truth. The dares are essentially drink something gross. Yep. Yeah. Uh, get Chris Harrison to, to, to sign their butts. Their Awkward. butts. Uh, and make sex noises over the PA of the entire uh, resort. Resort. That was so fun. And then eat a <laughs> habanero pepper and confess your feelings to, right. to her. Yeah, that's a that's a sign of true love, right there. Yeah. My favorite moment was though. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was Blake. Blake was doing an easy set. It. Yeah, an easy said like. Blake needs to go to church. That dude's got some <laughs> demons. Like, <laughs> yeah, as he's making his noises. Like, yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I like Easy a lot. Like, I feel like I'd be oh. like really good friends with Easy. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. He's, super he's fun. so fun. He's so funny. Uh, but he's real. He's not, you know, some of these guys have become very, like, obviously like saccharine over the top and mm-hmm. and cheesy or whatever. Or it seems like they just put it on on the camera, but they wouldn't be like that in real life. Right. But I don't get any of those vibes from easy. I feel like he's oh, just yeah. being himself and having a good time. Yeah, he's him. And and I feel like he's the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Like he's for all the guys in the house, like easy's the one that makes it fun for them. I think him and Jason were like the two like fun people in this group. Originally, Jason's not with us anymore. Right. Right. But uh, (laughs) I I liked them both. I thought they were both a lot of fun. And so uh, the group date or I'm sorry, the, yeah, the rose for the, for the group date. uh, I, I, don't remember. Went I'm to blinking. Zach. Oh, it went to Zach. That's yep. right. Because then she has the truth conversations with them, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit more like, hey, like let's really talk. And she asks some maybe harder questions, more she probing she questions. Asked some good questions. She did. Mm-hmm. Which I've been super impressed with Tasha throughout so far. I have. And comparing Tasha to Claire, I'm like, why <laughs> did they pick Claire in oh, the yeah. first place? Oh yeah. Tasha's the much better choice. There are two things that I've really appreciated about Tasha through this process so far one of them is that she does ask very good questions mm-hmm. of, of the guys she yeah. pays attention to each other like she's asking very pointed questions at each of them it's not like the same question for everybody right yeah. exactly and then the second thing is is i love when it comes to group date roses that mm. she gives consolation prize words for like the couple of guys where it was like hey you did this. I really appreciated it. You did this. I really appreciated it, but I only have one rose and it's going to go to this person. She's I think that that's, times, she's yeah. done. I, I think every group date. Yeah. Every, every time she's uh, had a group date, like she's done that. And that's impressed me too, because that's part of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody does like something you really value, you want them to know that. Right. So, you know, I know you're on a TV show and so it's like only one person gets the rose and sometimes it's easy to think about it as a game. Uh, but Tasha's done a really good job of like really taking that opportunity to affirm totally. uh, I think what it, she wants to see. It helps the guys not feel um, like, um, like their time was fake or wasn't real. It's like, That's okay, right. she did. It helps not like, tear away from those relationships as she's building this other one as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's done a really good job of, of actually dating all these guys, you know, somehow. And that's, and that's a, it's impressive. It's impressive because like, that's one of the main, like I would say probably the main 
criticism that someone could have of this show is it's like, how realistic is it to date that many people at once? And, and you're right. For the most part, it's not. And in the first half of this season with Claire, it was very obvious that she was not dating all of these guys. <laughs> like, uh, and so to see Tasha really follow up with that is been really impressive. Like it's just, I liked Tasha in bachelor in paradise, mm -hmm. But this experience with her has made me value her so much more. Like, man, she is a catch. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, I think I think part of it, and I don't want to be mean to she who must not be named at mm -hmm. this point. Yeah. Um, because there's no there's no value in in doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I think the comparison helps Tasha a lot. Right. Oh, totally. And, and I yeah. think like when you look at the world, there are two types of people. There is one type that like does things for themselves and there's others that really think about other people. And Tasha's the the latter. You mm -hmm. know, she's definitely thinking about the guys and how she can be thoughtful, how she can be kind. And so I think like coming off of Claire who didn't I, I don't want to say Claire's not the type who doesn't do that. Um, but she didn't show that yeah. in the first few episodes. That really helps Tasha a lot because she's been so intentional. And I think everybody, the guys and even um, all the fans have appreciated a lot. She's done a really good job of that. Well, and I think I'm sure the, the editing staff knew all these things coming into this. And so they <laughs> edited the first few episodes to be a certain way to make yeah. these last few episodes be even better. Yeah. So I think it's it's really good work on the producers and the editors and all those people. But I think to a degree it's true. Like it, it's definitely, uh, I think she's very mature and she makes good decisions. She makes good questions. Um, she seems to really be invested in this and actually like leaning into, she already had the platform. So she's not necessarily here just for more platform. Like right. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed by her as the bachelorette so far. Yeah. Shifting gears a tad, I was really like it was a cool change of pace to see her with, uh, was it Zach? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the date there at first, I wasn't sure if it was going well. Um, because it was like two people who like let their walls down a little mm -hmm. and they were just being real with each other for a little bit. Um, and at first I, like, I couldn't tell if they were being flirty or if they were just disinterested. Right. Um, but after she gave him the rose, like it put everything in perspective and it was really cool to see her and Zach just being kind of, genuine with each other oh yeah um like that whole scene where they were in the hot tub which normally in bachelor nation like the hot tub only shows like the steamy parts mm -hmm. right but, like that was kind of cool to see like beforehand like they were actually connecting like it was, oh yeah that looks like a real relationship there and that was kind of cool yeah i felt the same way like when she asked what uh what are you afraid of about marriage mm. and he was saying you know uh the 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 partnership of like getting through the tough things and he said you know it's not always going to be in a hot tub looking at the stars mm. and it was like yeah like that was very real mm -hmm. you know and she obviously really appreciated that that honesty and that depth and that realness of like i'm nervous i want that so badly but i am scared of of the not fun times of marriage you know because marriage isn't all you know it's not the honeymoon for 20 years. You know what I mean? And, and that he would share that and that she would receive that. Well, yeah, it, it gave me a lot of confidence in, I feel so, I feel so deeply that whoever Tasha chooses as we go through this process, that it's going to be someone that they're going to last. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Because she's going into this with such a good mindset and such a good headspace. And she's, you know, at a place in her life where she has the maturity. She's ready for. I would say if it doesn't last, it's probably going to be on the guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like some, but, but I don't even think that she would, I, I really don't believe that, like, like I have so much confidence that Tasha will choose the right guy. I don't know who the right guy is yet, but I have so much confidence that she'll choose the right guy, and that she's, she's choices too. That she's not going to, you know, she's not going to go for the idiot. That like we're not going to end. I I feel so confident that we're not going to end this season with like really him. Like I don't with think Noah. that's going to happen. Yeah. You don't think Noah? I don't think it's going to be Noah <laughs> and uh, Jordan C. No. It's <laughs> who got eliminated this episode. Who got eliminated <laughs> or chasing. Yeah. 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 Um, I like, I really feel like whoever she chooses is going to be a, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I think we're going to yeah. get to the end of this journey as bachelor nation feeling very confident in them. I would say she's probably one of the most grounded leads that they've had in a long time. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you can tell she knows what she wants um, she also know what she doesn't want right? Yeah, as well. Like you don't always see that. Like a lot of people are very excited by like even Noah. Like I think Tasha is still in the excited period of Noah, but at some point she'll be like, okay, well, like I know enough about what I don't want mm-hmm. um, that like I'm going to rule him out. I gave you a shot because you took a chance, but you're not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it was a initial impression kind of a thing. Yeah. It was a great first impression. Um, But over time, as you learn more about that person, like Tasha just seems like she's had enough life experience to know really what she's looking for, what she values and the things that are real turnoffs for her and deal breakers. Um, So yeah, to everything you said, I I agree, man. Tasha, I've just been very, very impressed with Tasha so far. Yeah, she's definitely the bachelorette that we deserved after 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the rose ceremony is coming up, and Ben and Ed both have an idea that they are going <laughs> to uh, sneak over to Tasha's room, have a conversation, and get some more one-on-one time in before this rose ceremony. And apparently one of them is successful. One of them is successful and one of them is not. Apparently the producers like one of them, but not the other. (laughs) That's what I took away. I I for sure think the producers led Ed to Chris's room. hundred percent. hundred percent. I feel bad for him. I wonder if Chris got a heads up by the way. I I think he did. Oh, I'm certain he did. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain he did. I think what happened was the producers were like realizing this was happening. There's two guys both wanting to do this thing. Bright idea. (laughs) <laughs> let's wake up Chris. Let's lead someone over to Chris's place. Let's have a little like ha ha moment. I, th- I think it was just good, good planning. Yeah, I, I think so too, because, you know, especially we have, uh, you know, a camera in Tasha's room going into this. So obviously the producers are doing a good job of like making sure that we're setting up for this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they would have told Tasha like who's coming to your door, but like, Hey, we have someone who, you know, wants to do this. We really feel like you should, you know, honor it and, and, you know, stay up and be up and be ready to, to receive one of the guys. Um, and I think that they similarly would have woken up Chris and said like, okay, this is going to be really fun and funny, (laughs) which I felt like Chris 
just did such a great he job. Nailed it. He was so funny. Like he, that was the the highlight of the episode. Oh and yeah, I loved the credits. And when you see more of their conversation, <laughs> yeah, and Ed's talking to him about how he needs to start knocking when he's coming. Yeah, to the guys. Chris responded to that so I love that well. Chris is like, "What are you talking about?" Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I do that. Like, yeah, you guys notice that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, and, and and just the balls on Ed to be like, "Hey, you are the the showrunner." You know, like fr- like from our perspective, like obviously there are producers behind the scenes, but Chris is the showrunner you know, from everyone who's watching mm-hmm. to like give him notes. <laughs> yeah, like, I th- honestly, th- I think Ed was probably a little drunk. Oh, totally. Just some of his like talking head videos. <laughs> like he's like slurring a little bit. Oh, like, facial yeah. expression he did. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he had too much to drink. It was late at night. He drank a lot. Yeah. Uh, the combination was great TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's definitely to your point, like you had mentioned like, oh, like, the producers let him there. And, and at first I was like, no, I don't think so. I don't think they would do that. But also like, like I don't think Ed has ever been to Tasha's room, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but also like, what are the odds that he would happen on Chris's room of all the rooms mm-hmm. is like definitely. Well, and it makes sense that Tasha's room would be on the other side from Chris's because she was not Claire. Claire had a room close. And they no, they have Tasha the same in. room. They share the same room. Claire and Tasha have the same room. How do we oh, know that? Poor Tasha. Because they keep showing that it's the presidential suite, mm. the, and they keep showing the El Presidente. Like there's only one presidential suite at this at the La Quinta, um, and I just know that from having been there before. Um, but oh, uh, nice small flex, small flex. Well, I live in Southern California <laughs> as do the rest of us. And, uh, I worked in Palm Springs for a yeah, long time. Yeah, totally. So, uh, it's super funny. I mentioned to both these guys before we started, uh, taping this that, uh, it's oh, it cracks me up. Like I worked in Palm Springs for almost three years and every time they show like the, one of the establishing shots where they show like the mountain, I'm so familiar with that mountain. I'm so familiar with that skyline that it always is weird for me that it's like, normally you watch shows like this and they're so removed. Like we live in Southern California, but I've never seen any of the sites of the bachelor. Like I've never been to any of those places. I've never, it's LA. It's not that far away, but Palm Springs, I worked there and like, I'm so familiar with it that it's sort of like, it, it jars me every time. Like, it's like, oh, this is actually real. Like, this is TV, but it's real. And I've been there, and I know this location that they're in. It's also, I wanted to take a second to mention something that I'm sure a lot of Bachelor Nation has, has given some, like, back-of-their-mind thought. I imagine that we're, excuse me, still going to have, uh, we're still going to have family weekend, Hometown, hometown weekends. Hometowns. I'm starting to wonder actually because they would have to quarantine. Well, I think we do, right? Didn't they show a fast forward of they do someone saying like why him? Oh, of her family, of Tasha's family, of Tasha's yeah. family. So we at least have Tasha's family. So we're still going to have maybe some element of that, um, but we're not going to have any trips. Mm. Like it seems like we're not going to have any trips this season, which is unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I hope they still get a chance to meet 
like the guy's family. But here's the tricky part. Like even as I'm thinking about the logistics, right? Like, so if somebody has to go to Palm Springs to quarantine for 14 days, that's before you know who the final like handful of guys is. Mm-hmm. So right. like, does that mean that you're going to ask six or seven families to come in quarantine for 14 days. Like, I don't even know if they can pull it off. And that's really tough. If you're like trying to get engaged with somebody and you haven't even met their family, like, I feel like a lot of people are going to like Tasha. Like, it's not like any family is going to be like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about Tasha. What but- I would guess has happened is they are in the final, like however many contestants and they tell all the families to quarantine at their houses Mm-hmm. And then they do do a hometown and go to those houses because they themselves have quarantined. Those people are quarantined. That'd be cool. I, yeah. I think that that's how I would do it if I was a producer. But we didn't talk a whole lot about Ben. Ben also went over. <laughs> oh yeah. You guys and Ben. Like you guys are so like love struck with Ben. 100%. Like my wife and I, when we're listening to the podcast on the episodes that we're not in, uh-huh. we always laugh at how much you guys talk about Ben because he's a great guy, but you guys are like so over the top, like anything even remotely good that Ben does, you guys like fawn over. A hundred percent. It's adorable. I like him. I mean, I talked about how he messed up last week. Yeah. Yeah. But like in an <laughs> endearing way. Right. You know? Yeah. Like he tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I, I'm, I love Ben. Uh, and I, I think a lot of his connection to my brother uh, graduated from West Point. So did Ben. And, and I think that that has a lot to do with it for me, but I don't know. I just, I, I feel like he's just, he's my, he's my pick. Like, me, and he was, he was, it was love at first sight, Jeremy. Okay. It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. If we've learned anything, anything from, from this Claire season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, he just seems like super trustworthy. I don't know why I just trust him. Yeah. I don't know if I could tell you why I do, but I do. Yeah, you know who he reminds me of? And you guys might not know him, but the listeners might. Um, he reminds me from Becca Kufrin's season. She ended up, uh, I don't know if they married or they just, I know they ended up together and they dated for a little while, but she ended up with a guy named Garrett. I think it was Garrett. Um, like Ben reminds me so much of that guy because he was uh, he was super nice, super fun. Like uh, he was a very life of the party kind of guy, very sweet, um, but he didn't have a ton of depth. And that's kind of what I see in Ben too, is that like, I feel like he's a teddy bear and any woman who ends up with Ben is, is going to be a happy woman. Like he's mm. a great guy, Yeah. but I definitely wonder like if he can go there. Mm. You know, right. like we saw a really great conversation with Tasha and Ivan. Right. I don't even know if that conversation or that type of conversation could happen with Ben. Like regardless of topic, like it seems like not that he's trying to be shallow, but like, I just don't know if he like has that emotional or or maturity depth to Mm -hmm. him. That's my big question mark. I think it's fair. No, I can totally see that. I did a quick Google, by the way, and Becca and Garrett divorced this year. Oh, sorry, Becca. Yeah, but uh, big oof. No, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, guys. (laughs) No, but I mean, they obviously did get married, uh, Mm -hmm. and it obviously didn't work out for probably those reasons that you talked about. Like we don't know, but like I would imagine it's the I would imagine it's exactly that that it's like 
there's something more to life than just you being into being me. Being really good looking. Mm-hmm. Being really good looking and you being into me. <laughs> like he's clearly into Tasha. Like I believe him that he has butterflies. I believe him that he's nervous around her. Like I believe all that. I don't think he's being disingenuous, but I agree, I can totally see what you're talking about. It's like, we don't know, like maybe, and I mentioned it last week, I think on the show, I think I mentioned it last week that Ben sometimes, like when you look at his eyes, like it looks like there's not a whole lot going on behind them. Which is funny because as a West Point grad, you know that there is. He's intelligent at least. Yeah, Yeah, he's very smart. But he just looks like, you know, like, like, and, and I think that that's a lot of the reason why Tasha puts her walls up because he's impossible Mm. to read. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he just like, I don't, I can't look into your eyes and know what's happening behind them. Yeah, it could, Mm. it could be in three different directions and I have no clue which. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and a little bit like I'll, I'll clown on him a little bit, especially cause Jeremy called me out that I'm, uh, maybe too much of a stand for oh, Ben. Yeah. Uh, but it, I've been rewatching, uh, parks and recreation. Uh, and there's this like bit that I've always loved, uh, where one of the characters is a campaign manager for a congressman and the congressman will just sit like in a room staring at a blank wall for hours until he needs to go on camera and then he like turns it on but he looks like a robot like <laughs> otherwise like he's just like staring off into like space doing like ostensibly doing and thinking about nothing and it's weird uh and Ben does remind me of that a little bit. Like I can see that, you know, where it's like, maybe there is no depth. Maybe there is no, uh, and, and again, I'm not accusing him of anything, Yeah. but I can see why, like it reads that way in these short snippets that we get with, with all these guys and with him specifically. And I think the reason why I trust him is because I'm similar to that. Like I'm very difficult to read at times. And I can be very uh, withholding with what I'm thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for me, I like, I think I see myself in him a little bit mm. and which is why I think I trust him. Well, I think so piggybacking off of that, just what I know about you, Scott, is that it's almost like people have to earn that. Like, it's not that you can't open up. It's that you really want to make sure that this is a person you can trust. Oh, and totally. so I can see that in Ben, like maybe that's what we're seeing. Like, listen, it's gotta be hard trying to have a relationship when there's cameras all around all the time. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's just in those initial stages where he's not ready to show the other sides of him. I would, I would say, yeah, I mean, it's hard to open up to someone under normal circumstances, circumstances, but to know that there's millions of people watching (laughs) like, yeah, that would, that would be super scary and difficult. I don't think I would be a great contestant on the bachelor. (laughs) Well, and there's a good chance that Ben won't make it specifically because I think that the other person who's on a similar like wavelength is Ivan. Mm-hmm. But Ivan op- he now took has initiative. Had a good conversation. Well, he has, but he took initiative in it. He opened up first. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that showed a lot of bravery on his part because I think that that's probably not in his nature. Because he does read on television for us, the viewers, as very quiet and reserved and maybe a little awkward even. Like, Ivan early on for me just read super awkward. Like, socially. See, I liked Ivan from the beginning too, which is funny. I did too, but he's definitely like a different guy. And he even acknowledged that, like in this episode with Taisha, he's 
he's different. I think he's mm-hmm. more assertive, which is uh, really cool. Um, I know we've already talked about Ivan quite a bit, but no, I just but we say, can like, yeah touch back. Like on the him. thing that made me respect him a lot is not only did he open up first, which is really cool, um, because I think sometimes it's hard for men to be vulnerable, um, but he also kind of respectfully pressed on Tasha, like not in a way that was too much, but you kind of saw Tasha's first reaction is like, I don't know if I'm ready to really share this side of me with you yet. Totally. Um, and he like very gently pressed there, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought that was so cool because that's really the mark of a really cool relationship oh, is yeah. when you can do that without it you feeling call like it's too much. A little bit. Yeah. 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 It was really fun to watch. But Ben uh, decides that uh, he needs to uh, he needs to recover from not his having yeah. his blunder. <laughs> like he blew it, and uh, and so he takes the initiative. He goes over to to her place. They have what seems to be a, a good conversation. It was rocky at points, but yeah. she ended it with like "I forgive you." And then there's a timely knock at the door and Ben has arranged for room service to bring champagne and for them to have, you know, a moment. What he originally had planned the the first time. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, Jeremy, you weren't on last week, but uh, but I brought it up and I, I really want to hear your take on this. Like, what do you think Tasha would think? Like, I'm assuming, to be honest, that she doesn't end up with Ben. Um. I like Ben a lot. I I think that he's going to go far, but I'm assuming that she doesn't end up with him. Um, What do you think she's going to think watching back last week's episode where he has this grand plan and she misreads the whole thing? And I mean, specifically with this, but as you've watched The Bachelor more and more and more and you've seen a lot of the uh, tell-alls where they like replay some of this footage, like, do you think that these... Uh, like mains, do you think that they see things and they're like, oh man, like I completely misread that. Like I missed out. Or as we're going to talk about in a minute, the whole thing with her and Noah today, like, <laughs> like as she goes back and watches the show, do you think that the contestants are surprised by some things as, as time goes on? Yeah. I mean, I think so. I have to think that every lead when they watch it back has to have some thoughts like that for better or for worse. Like maybe there's some things they missed that mm-hmm. they really would have liked about somebody or there's some things that they're like, Oh wow. I didn't realize you were such a punk. <laughs> you know, right. Like, like with Noah, um, just like my guess would be that the negatives outweigh the positives mm. when you're rewatching. Right. Like I think for Tasha there's a pretty real sense of clarity when she breaks up with a guy. Like when she sends them home, she's very confident that it was the right decision. Right. I have to think watching back, it's the other people who you let like stay for so long. Right. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, if I only knew that you were doing this, mm-hmm. like I regret that probably more than the other people where it's like, oh, there's actually like a really sweet thing you were going to do and I missed uh, that. You know, like I'm sure it goes both ways, but the negatives have to sting more than the positives. Oh, sure. It, just if I were to guess. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I totally, I, I think you're probably absolutely right. Uh, and it's, it's an interesting point that you bring up that Tasha does seem awfully confident when she lets someone go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, uh, in last season with Peter, he was always so wishy-washy <laughs> when he let people go mm-hmm. that it was like, sometimes he let them come back. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Even uh, if a girl was a liar. 
Alaya. <laughs> and uh, it, it cracks me up because, again, like we went from Peter to Claire, which I think are very similar. And Tasha is so dissimilar from those two where I have felt and noticed that. Uh, and I don't think I had thought it consciously or put words to it like you just did. But I think it's so true that she's so confident about her decision-making process. Just very decisive. She's very decisive. Yeah, it's like make a decision and move on. Yeah. Like, yeah, which I respect a ton because you can't, you can't dwell on that. And we watched a whole season with Peter where like he was just going back and forth and like he would still regret his decisions for a while. So it's really refreshing to see Tasha where she's like, hey, listen, I either like you or I don't. And once I've made my decision, I'm going to keep going and you all got to keep up. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Right. I do too. I, I respect it a lot. I think, you know, Claire, again, I feel so bad like drawing the comparison because you're right. Sometimes it does feel mean at, yeah. at some point. But like it, it has been so noticeable to me where I feel like Claire was very volatile and Tasha is so, by contrast, in this in this season, so decisive and steady. She had to really process what Noah said to even get worked up about it. Yeah, like she was so not reactionary. Right. It was. Yeah, refreshing. she was ready to let it go until he brought it back, and then he brought it back again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was gonna brush it off and just keep going about the process. And he was like, "Well, actually, they're really like talking bad about you." Yeah, so let's jump into this because we haven't really like introduced it much. Uh, So Ben has his time and then they go into cocktail party. Yeah, the next day they go into the the cocktail party, the rose ceremony, and they start doing some like solo times and a few people get in. Ben, of course, jumped in first to reiterate like, hey, I am initiating. I am here for you. A couple other guys go. um, I don't know why Noah even gets first dibs on time since he already has a rose. I feel like it's without <laughs> roses should get first dibs. Um, but Noah gets time probably like, but that sounds like Noah so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Noah gets time. He's probably like fifth or sixth guy out of 16. And uh, he, he has some solo time with her and just tattletales on all the guys for being mean and saying things. And Tasha kind of brushes it off and was like, okay, well like, don't let it get to you. Like if, if this is going to be a thing, this is going to be a thing. And he said, well, it doesn't really bother me all that much about gossip and people being mean to me, but you know, they're really like questioning you and why you're doing the things you're doing. And they think you're just doing things for a show. And he goes on this whole thing. And so she like has to process that for a second. And then she comes back to the group of guys and was like, Hey, tells the guys what's, what's up. Like I'm, I'm me. I do things how I want. I'm a grown ass woman. Like you guys aren't going to judge me for things. I'll see you guys at the rose ceremony tonight. And all the guys are like, what just happened? Because for most of these guys, they have no clue what any of this is about. For all of the guys except for one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think I could see Bennett a little bit understanding what was happening. Oh, just because Bennett and him have had that back and forth. Well, um, ben, Bennett's been to Harvard. Like and, he, and, yeah, he plays chess. He's super smart, so he definitely yeah. knew what was happening. No, 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 no. Ivan plays chess. Ivan plays chess. <laughs> That's right. That's so, uh, yeah, all the guys are like trying to figure out what happened, and then Riley gets a little riled up, and he's like, "Who was the last one to talk to her? What happened?" Like, and like they do like this look around thing, and it's some good camera work <laughs> and some good editing to make it seem like there's this like big long awkward pause, and then eventually you have Noah just kind of like do a little smile. Me. Into a me, 
Oh, that it bothered me so much. It like I literally let out an audible ew. Like it was so was gross. Cringe. It was so cringy. Yeah. It was just like me. And it was like, "Oh, you're so disgusting, Noah. Like you're you're just such an awful vile person." And then Riley's like, "Well, what happened?" And he's like, well, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Wow. Well, whatever and happened. Everyone's like, everyone's, like, everyone's like, are you serious? Like, we have to specifically ask. <laughs> it's relevant to what just happened in this conversation. But Bennett actually was pretty calm in that. And he was like, okay, well, she got angry and she left. You were the last person to talk to her. What happened in that conversation? Like he, <laughs> he reiterated the entire situation for him. I'm glad that we had a Harvard grad to really work that out. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 To understand the situation. Yeah. Though. Bennett, yeah. Ben definitely took uh, philosophy 101 oh, yeah. logic <laughs> in, uh, in, at Harvard. I'll tell you who took philosophy 201 was Noah because listen, <laughs> what he did there was that was like a Jedi mind trick. It was so it was war games. Well, that was, he already that has was. a rose. And so who cares yeah. if he ruins the night for like, everyone this else? This is the week to make a play. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready your competition. Yeah, he had he laid down some sick psychological warfare. So he essentially tells Tasha that uh some of the guys and he won't name names because there were none. Because there were none <laughs> are questioning her integrity. And again, like this is a TV show. And if that was a thing, the producers absolutely would have showed it because that would have made for incredible television. And none of the guys, this didn't happen, which was affirmed by this conversation with Noah and all the guys where they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I've tried to bring it up several times. And, and everyone's like, with like, who? With who? When? Nobody. <laughs> any details about this, this conversation and he can't. Yeah. And all the guys are like, we don't know what you're talking about. Like, we've never heard this before. Easy even gets like chuckled by it. He's like, dude, don't even. <laughs> don't, don't even like, what are you doing? Dude, I love it when even easy has a hard time with it. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, easy's like the most chill, like lovable guy. And oh yeah. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was great. But Bennett has, I think the quote of the night, he says, uh, he says to, to Noah, he says, can you imagine having a, an argument with a 14 year old? <laughs> Because that's what I have to do right now. Like, that's, <laughs> and everyone agreed. I don't know if you saw. Yeah. Like it, at first, I thought that was like a petty comment from him, like in the previews where you sure. kind of saw that. And then you see the real scene, and it's like, oh, all the guys are nodding. Like mm -hmm. even Easy is like, yes. Well, someone even yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone verbally was like, yep, that's what's happening. I think it was Easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was yeah. Easy that was like, that's exactly what this is. And then Bennett even said. Uh, Dude, you're not going to end up with Tasha. We all, all the guys know it. You're not going to end up with Tasha. She just doesn't know it yet, but she will. Sorry to be the first one to have to tell you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was rough. I'll tell you what. It seemed like Noah had studied the Bachelor tape, like years of tape, to figure mm. out like, okay, when when somebody has an issue with somebody, how do they normally bring it up? What works? What doesn't work? Oh yeah. Let me find the one way where I might actually make it out of this. Like I'll, I'll start a fire behind me, but then I'll be like safe. Like I listen, I don't like Noah at all, but I respect like how brilliant that play was. Has Props there, to the play. Has there yeah. ever <laughs> been a scenario? This could be your, uh, your expertise coming into shine some light. If you remember, has there ever been a time where someone got a rose on a solo date or a group date that was then 
revoked and taken away because of something that happened in between then and the rose ceremony? Oh gosh, I'm sure it's happened, but I can't think of it right now. Like, I feel like that's the sort of thing that's probably happened. Um, because especially for Noah, I actually thought that might happen in this episode. Like Mm. I felt like that's kind of what we were building towards. Um, and then ironically, Taisha just took his word for what it was, which I didn't see coming. Uh, yeah, it's probably happened, but I I couldn't tell you like of a an instance. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I saw that coming too, but he was so brilliant in this that he <laughs> didn't name names, so there was no chance for her to be like, okay, let's. I think for her, so here's what I think her reasoning was behind not digging into it much right now, is I think she had made up her mind who she was sending home already, like sure. she knew who she wasn't connecting with. Uh, and so she was ready to send those people home. And if you're going to dig through the weeds of something like this, eliminate some of the guys that you're already not worried about. Yep. And now dig into it after the rose ceremony. Give it some time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and part which of- we see that kind of happen. We see her have the two on one with Noah and Bennett next week. Yeah. I think what made it brilliant, there was a two part thing. Number one is uh, he made it about, well, maybe it's a three part thing. He made it about Tasha, not about him. Mm-hmm. Number two, he didn't name any of the guys, which we all know is because there were no guys, but like to Tasha, that actually seems like a respectful thing because she doesn't know. Not only that, but it makes her question everyone else. Totally. And the third part, which you're kind of alluding to is that even when asked like who said it, he had this really brilliant maneuver where he was like, well, actually I think some of the guys who aren't good with confrontation might be to blame. So all of a sudden, like Tasha is taking all the guys where like, Maybe they were on the fence and assuming like those were the guys. Exactly. Oh, that was, was so like, brilliant. That, I mean, listen, Noah, I don't know if he like knew what he was doing, but if he did, I'm like, maybe you're smarter than we think. It was devious. Yeah. It was very devious. Yeah. If, if he did it on per- because Jeremy, that was my exact same thought is it was like she, what he did is just clear the field for her of all the people that she might be suspicious of being dramatic. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that was, that was, it was very cunning. If, uh, if we're going to give him credit for like actually knowing what he was doing. So all that being said, they skip the rest of the cocktail party. She cancels (laughs) the rest of the cocktail party. They go into the rose ceremony and we have four eliminations we have Jordan C, Chasen, mm. Joe, and Kenny mm. all eliminated. The biggest shocker for me is that Ed is still around. <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I was shocked too. I really thought that, I mean, maybe not just because of the whole uh, time that we gave to Ed in this episode. Like they wouldn't have given him that time if she was just going to dismiss him. Mm-hmm. In editing, we wouldn't have done that. Um even though it was hilarious, it still just probably wouldn't have made the cut if he was going to be eliminated that night. Um, but I really, I, I thought for sure, I mean, honestly, I felt like with Tasha, Joe had little to no chance. Mm. Um, but I, I really thought she would have given it to Joe over Ed. I thought so too. I would have thought any of those guys over Joe, really. And that was the pick, uh, Scott. I think you even said this when we were watching. It's like, I think Ed was the the producer's pick. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it was Tasha's at all. Because all of those guys I could kind of see going there. In fact, one that maybe I shouldn't be as surprised. But, like, I actually kind of thought, like, her and Kenny might be starting to hit it off. Um, but you know what? Maybe it's good Kenny's not staying another week. Because every week 
his uh, his V-neck gets lower and lower, and I don't know if we could have handled it. You know? See, I would guess that she tells the producers, like, okay, here's the six or seven guys I'm willing to eliminate, and they mm-hmm. choose the four. That's what I would guess. It's possible. Yeah. But I will say our bottom five going into this uh, was Joe, Jordan, Kenny, Chasen, and Ed. Those were our bottom <laughs> and five. those were still the bottom five. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, and so, like, we, we nailed it on that. Yeah, we're like, good at this. <laughs> <laughs> but Ed was, after last week, Ed was at the bottom of, of the list. Yep. So he mm. jumped up a couple spaces. He's for sure at the bottom this week. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. so. Uh, but we don't have any forgettable people now on the on the episode. Like we got rid so. of some of the forgettable people. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in there is like a name. They're a main, and Ed's just not. I don't know how he's still here. I would have eliminated five people. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into now's a now's a great time for us to jump into some of our biggest movers. You can find all this. Jeremy did such a great job of creating for us a uh, a, a landing page. Uh, where you can find our rankings throughout this whole process. And you can find that rankings.batchpadpodcast.com. Um, but let's go through some of our biggest movers. Who do you guys think really, uh, really made some moves this week? Um, oh, dang moves. Uh, I think my final, my top four are still the same. So I don't think any of them really moved. My top four were uh, Brendan, Ben, Ivan, and Zach. Um, I think maybe Zach lowered. I think maybe I put him in the four spot now. I think I had him higher before. Really? On Out of those four. I think it's probably for me. I think it's Brendan, Ivan, Ben, Zach. I think that's how I would rank it right now. What uh, Were there any people you felt like really moved up or down in this episode, though? Um, where did we have Riley? I think Riley may have moved up actually. <laughs> Riley was down pretty low. So he was in the nine spot going into this. Yeah, I don't, there was something that happened in this episode. I can't even remember what it is, but it made me think like, oh, she actually kind of likes Riley a little bit. That would be shocking to me. I don't, I don't remember whatever moment that was. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm picking up on that. And maybe it's just because like the last couple of weeks, Riley's been moving lower and lower. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, like at first it was like, okay, cool. He's a little aggressive, but he's doing it against like bad guys. Yeah. Sure. Now he's just aggressive to anybody. Um, and I don't know if that's very attractive. Uh, so I'm feeling really weird about Riley. I'll tell you what, it's funny. You, you thought Zach was moving down. Cause I actually thought Zach was moving up. Mm. Um, like that whole like hot tub interaction. Mm. I was like, that to me felt like the most real couple moment that maybe we've seen all season. And maybe I'm just like putting more stock in it um, because even her conversation with Ivan, I think is up there too. Um, but see, I, I would, just, I would disagree with that. Like, I think it was a good conversation, but I felt like she had more real moments with Ben and with Ivan than she had with Zach. And I just think Brendan is still the the favorite. I don't think she really had any, if anything, he could maybe move down from the one spot, but I think, that's still a solid connection from just their previous dates and their history and how they're similar and everything's like that. But I think she was more like open and had more real conversation with both Ben and with Ivan over Zach. Maybe. I mean, I don't think it was uh, like, I'm not talking about the substance of the conversation because they didn't, at least from what we saw, we didn't see a lot. Um, really what I'm looking at is like how they talk to each other 
And that's where like, I could be off on it. Like maybe I was like reading too much into it, but it just really felt like, okay, the walls are down. The cameras aren't here anymore. Like that, that's kind of how it felt like they were talking to each other between her and Zach. So, um, again, like maybe I'm not, uh, seeing it quite the same way. Um, cause all the guys you mentioned, I'm like, I see that too. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's like at least like three or four, maybe five guys where it's like, Hey, like any one of those five, I feel like could end mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. with Tasha Cause she's got some really good connections going on, you know, more than just one. Um, yeah. <laughs> like what's our, tail. what's our current order right now? If, before we move anybody. Yeah. Our current order is Brendan, Zach, Ben, Ivan, easy, Spencer, Noah, Bennett, Blake, Riley, DeMar, and Ed. I think DeMar could probably move up and Spencer could probably move down. I also think Ivan, I for me, Ivan was the biggest mover. I thought he, I think I he's thought for he sure. surpassed I think he's ben. at least in the two spot. Now. I, I think he, or I'm sorry, Brendan. I think he surpassed Brendan. I think Ivan's in her number one spot. Right oh, really? Now. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's possible. I, w- I would say I would be okay with that. I don't want to be too critical like of Brendan um, because there was nothing in this episode that, that was necessarily. Negative. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing in this episode that would make us necessarily move him down. No, I'm definitely looking at Brendan thinking like Tasha is rewarding guys who go out of their way. who are bold and daring. And I don't know if Brendan's going to do enough of that. I agree. I agree with you completely. You know, like he's a great guy and I think like she very well could end up with him, but um, I'm just starting to have questions about like if he has enough to be in the number one spot at the end. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. But yeah, I think Ivan Ivan is in the one or two spot for sure after this. Yeah. Honestly, totally. out of those top four people, I think you could put him in any order at this point. Yeah, I agree. I, I really don't know, but I'm pretty sure Brendan, Ivan, Zach, and Ben are the top four. Yeah. Uh, what, and so you think maybe Spencer moved down? I mean, there wasn't a whole lot Just of interaction. there wasn't a whole lot of him, but I think DeMar, like, I think... She, she or he did do some things that uh, she noticed um, with just like this, the song thing. And uh, there's a couple other interactions they had where I was like, okay, like she's, she's, I think a little bit into him still. So I would say maybe move him up, maybe move Spencer down a little bit. I think Easy's probably still in the five spot. Um, I think Bennett is high on her list right now, but I think looking forward into next episode, it might go down. Yeah, I'm really fascinated by like where that's going to go mm-hmm. because again, oh, yeah. like I think I said earlier, like Bennett started the first few episodes being like really endearing and now is being very challenging to a number of guys, which can go either way. Right. So I'm really curious to see next episode. That'll be fun. Yeah, I, I think that the whole Bennett thing is a total wild card. Oh, yeah. Like Bennett's the mm-hmm. Bennett's the wild card right now. Like we've talked about Dark Horses before, but we haven't really had a wild card yet. I I could see three different outcomes next week. Like I could foresee her keeping Noah and sending Bennett home. Mm. I could see her doing the opposite and keeping Bennett sending Noah home. And I could see her also sending them both home. Yeah. Like I think all three are very possible. Well, I think this is those the first. are the only three possibilities. So that's good that you. Uh, <laughs> but I'm saying like there's all three. I'm saying like I don't see like one as an impossibility. Like I know they're all tech. I would say they're all probable, like equally probable. Oh yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. I think this is the first episode where uh, we can probably rule Bennett out from like winning it all. Uh, like this is the first episode where I'm like I just think he's too dramatic 
to like mm-hmm. end up with Tasha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before I was like, oh, maybe like I was drawn on some JPJ comparisons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first one where I'm like, dude, I I hope you stay on as long as you can. Yeah. But he's I just don't enjoyable. think you're gonna end up with him. Yeah. I don't think he will either. I wouldn't put anyone outside of our top four as a possibility to actually end in the one spot. Yeah. So how we have the the top five uh, right now? Uh, we have uh, Brendan, Ivan, Zach, Ben, and Easy. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. And then Noah, Damar, Bennett, Spencer, Blake, Riley, Ed. I think Ed's at the bottom. Gosh, of the you know in the way five too high. or the six spot. <laughs> I want to. It's hard. So are we are we doing where we think they should be or where no, like, they where currently are in Tasha's mind for Tasha. I don't even know if Noah's top 10. Really? Yeah. Like what There's do we only have? 12 like, now. Yeah. Still. <laughs> you think he's down with Ed? It's I just him and like, Ed above 10. Probably. Probably. I think so. I, I don't know if he's like gotten enough points from Tasha because she's just going off of a really good first impression where yeah. he was, he jumped the fence for her and who doesn't want somebody who's going to jump the fence for you. Well, I think if we allow our foresight of next week's episode to play into our rankings now, yeah, I think we rank him lower for sure. I think he goes down to nothing higher than eight. Well, we'll uh, we'll knock him down with Ed uh, in the eleven spot. Uh, nice. So only higher than him uh, at this point, or just above him, is Riley and then Blake, which I, I think is probably accurate. Yeah, that's that's fair. I don't see Blake having any shot with Tasha. I don't think they have <laughs> any connection. No. Um, I think he's just here. For some reason that first, I have no clue why he's still here. He was here for Claire. I don't think he's all honestly, even all that into Tasha himself. Like, I don't know why this is still a thing. Blake is so interesting to me because I feel like he only really connects with animals. Uh, like I, I don't know if he can really connect with a woman the way that he wants to. He just like his eyes freak me out so much. Like in these dates, have you seen that? Oh yeah. He's got crazy eyes. Like he what does. Kind of, like, are they cross-eyed? I haven't noticed. Well, it's like there's almost like a lack of focus. Oh, uh, like he's them. like glazed over. Or? Yeah, like like maybe he's drunk all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, that is a possibility on this. It show. is. Yeah, <laughs> it totally is. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into uh, our new segment for this season, which we've had a lot of fun with. Uh, it's our relationship advice segment. Yeah. Uh, and so we've gone to Reddit to the relationship advice subreddit, and I've just sort of looked through uh, from this last week just some of the things that jumped out to me, and and here was one in particular that 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 I thought was really interesting for us to talk about. I, uh, twenty eight female. Uh, I'm 29 next month, but it's not until February that my boyfriend is 24. Uh, I've been with quote unquote James. So she gives him a name. It's a pseudonym, but you know, I've been with James for two years now living together and we have a pet together. We've been speaking about having a child, which sparked this entire thing. I've got a well-paying job, but James on the other hand does not as he's still in university He's got great career potential in front of him, but as we've been speaking about having a child together, he's mentioned leaving university, getting a part-time job, and being with the baby as he's really not happy with uni right now. This is our decision, and I don't even know why I told my mother that for some, that for some reason other than reassurance that we're not rushing ahead. This has sparked a huge argument where my mother told me that he's still a child, I'm nearing my 30s while he's closer to 20 still, and that the power imbalance is already huge. 
And yes, it is. But she didn't have anything to say when her friend, who's her age, was dating someone my age. None of my family have mentioned anything about this, but now I'm coming to find it's an ongoing joke that, oh, Tia, who's her name, uh, and I assume that this is still a pseudonym, oh, Tia's having a child with her child, and I'm disturbed. My boyfriend has his childish moments, but we're so similar and I love him, but now whenever it's coming to get intimate or discussing the future, I feel gross, like my family and friends have completely ruined this. Am I being wrong in dating him? Because now it feels like I'm dating a teenager, which is just revolting. But at the same time, my sister who's 21 is dating a man who's 28. And that's an even larger age gap than me and James. I just need to vent because I can't talk to my boyfriend because basically I'm saying that my family consider him a child uh, and he loves them. Mm. So she's seeking advice on what to do? Yeah, on what to do if she should be dating him at all. Like she's mm. really questioning, Tia's really questioning whether or not her and James should even be dating in the first place. Up until now, it's been all great. But now that she's hearing all of her family thinks this is a joke because he's such a kid, mm-hmm. uh, like it, like has she been missing the the boat the entire time and, and this is a bad thing or, or, or what? What do you think, Scott? Um, I, there's a lot at play here. I think one, definitely as a culture, we have a stigma with women dating younger versus men dating younger. I think um, it's kind of like something seen as like positive for a man to date someone who's younger and kind of like negative for a woman to date younger. Um, specifically in this age bracket where men are still maturing um and and women have for the most part come to their full maturity at this point in their life um and so yeah i think that's at play and so i think you have to judge for yourself how much you want to go against what the the culture says i think there is something too if your whole family who has met him and has some kind of relationship with him think he's immature and if you trust and love your family, then I think you have to take their words of wisdom a little bit. Um, so ultimately, I think you have to like judge your relationship with your family first and think, do you trust them to then influence your relationship with this guy? But ultimately, like you know your relationship with this guy. And I think the fact that you're asking this question means you are very torn right now. And so I think you do see some of these immature tendencies yourself. Otherwise you wouldn't have asked. Um, well, and she even says that like he does have his childish moments and now they're, they're becoming more glaring to her. Yeah. I think, man, that's, that's tough. I think you need to have a sit down with him and and talk through, talk through it a little bit. And if he can't even have that conversation, then it's for sure a, a no. Um, but I think, you need to talk about the age gap and the difference and what do you guys want out of life and uh, why would he make some of these decisions that he's making? Maybe he actually has some reasoning behind them that isn't immature. It just maybe seems immature. Um, I, I don't know. So speaking from my perspective, I am dating someone who is about this same age gap younger than me, but it's the male to female. Mm. Um, 
but that was our very first conversation. Like when I asked her out, we talked about the age gap and is this something we want to do and what are you looking for? And like some of those types of things. And so I don't know if she ever even had those conversations with him, mm. but they are talking about having a kid together. So it seems serious. I don't know. Jeremy, what, what do you think? Gosh, I've got a, a bunch of thoughts. The, the first one kind of from what you said is, uh, it seems like it wasn't as big a deal until her family mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's something to be said for like once somebody names it, you can't stop seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think back, I'm a big How I Met Your Mother fan. Mm-hmm. And I think about this one episode where they each like mention uh, that one random bad habit that another person has. And as soon as like you hear it, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't stop noticing. Right. Like when you chew really loudly. I will never like not be able to tune that out, you know? So I think it's hard when your family starts to acknowledge some things and, and all of a sudden that's just so front and center to, mm-hmm. to, you know, that's the first thing you notice about that person. Um, but then I also think like how, how reliable are your sources? Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciate about what you said is like really start to think about like, okay, well, how reliable is your family? Like how good is their judgment here? I I can't help but think about the episode that we just watched at the Bachelorette where we've got somebody who took the word of someone like Noah at face value, where I was like, the first Mm -hmm. thing you should have done, actually, the first thing I think she should have done is go straight to Zach. Like Zach is the one guy who it seems like she can just like rely on in terms of like, hey, what are the guys thinking in the house? Like, is this real? Is it not real? like if she had just gone to one other guy any other guy to confirm uh her sources but especially uh, one that she trusted is is yeah totally yeah yeah. so um i don't know maybe she's got really wise family and they are right they are on something but maybe like i don't know maybe like her family's not seeing it super clearly um to me it's difficult because I feel like just based on the description, we don't have a lot to go off of, but this guy who's 23 going on 24, um, he's, I guess like at the tail end of university, um, which we know they're definitely in the UK if they're calling it that. Um, well, I guess there are some other or places. Europe. Just anywhere in Europe. Yeah. Um, definitely foreign for sure. Um, I think it's hard. I think she should give him like another year or so. Like definitely don't have kids yet. Like if you're on the fence, mm. don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. If you're <laughs> like, unsure about the relationship, definitely don't. Yeah. Commit that to is kids. not going to solve yeah. your problems, but I would say give him like another year or so, because I feel like once you get out of college that like 12 to 18 months after that is really going to tell you what kind of maturity that person has. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're, and I don't want to call him immature, but I feel like whatever like residual immaturity you have from college is going to stay until you graduate and you get a real job and you have to pay bills and you're in the real world. Um, I was like, give him like six to 12 months of that and see if like, he's like mature or Mm -hmm. not. Um, because right now he's still in college. Like he's in a bubble, you know, like I can't really blame him. Like, um, you know, he's 22, 23, whatever. And he's still in college. So to me, I would love to like wait a year, um, give him a chance. Clearly you like him, you know? And so it's like, okay, the, the question isn't like, should we stay together or break up? The question is like, should we have kids or should we wait? And so I would say, wait, Mm -hmm. um, and see, um, because who knows, like maybe at 24 or 25, like he starts really becoming a man. Um, and I know for her, she might be impatient because women mature more quickly than men do. And she's already 
older than he is. So that can be hard, but, um, yeah, this poor guy, like what's he supposed to do? He's still in college. Like let him experience the real world, see if he really is mature and then go from there. That's what I would say. Yeah. I would say there's definitely some wisdom in like giving it time. I think we have a tendency, all of us to like, well, like I have to know if this is my forever person or not Mm -hmm. right now. And it's like, no, you don't like, you can always give it more time. Like there, you like, there's always like wisdom. Uh, I want to say always. There's there's always uh, some wisdom to be had in breaking up, like in, in any situation. Like if there's a problem, it's worth talking about breaking up. Um, but then there's always just as much wisdom in like it's okay to give it more time. Unless your name is Claire. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think I, it's, I actually though, I, I'm, I'm going to go yeah. the opposite though. Okay. Uh, so I was like qualifying and agreeing to a certain extent, but I actually personally feel like, um, if your whole family, cause you know, she said that like none of them had ever mentioned it to her, but like now after her mom says this and she's like talking to the rest of her family about it now, it's like, she's finding out that it's a, like a, a running joke with mm-hmm. them that like that he's a child. Uh, I think that if your, if your boyfriend likes your family, then uh, and, enough to the point where you don't want to like ruin your family to your boyfriend by not telling him about any of this, uh, then it sounds like you guys want to have a relationship with your family going forward. And I don't see... I, I doubt that there's a path forward with uh, y- with you guys having a relationship together and with your family. Um, mm. Because like if all of them feel like he's childish, there's definitely some real value to like, maybe they have enough time and perspective with him or not. Maybe they are good judges of character or not. But regardless, you're not going to have a relationship with your family anymore like you want to have and like it sounds like he probably like James wants to have uh if you move forward with this relationship and so I think you Mm -hmm. have to really weigh whether or not because there does come a point for some of us sometimes where it's like you know this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with and if that means I have to break other relationships then so be it because I want to make this decision um but you have to weigh that you have to decide like is your relationship with James worth you guys not having a relationship with some of at least your family? Uh, and so for that, like on that basis alone, I would say, yeah, you probably don't want to be with this person. Uh, well, maybe, but like, I also come back to the fact that like your age gap and, and even probably your maturity gap will never be wider than it is right now. Sure. So if you're thinking long-term, it's like, listen, when you're 45 and he's 40, no one's going to care. Right now you're 28, he's 23. And so it feels big, um, but it's not going to get any bigger. (laughs) So um, I think it's really a test of like how much they care about each other because everything you said, I'm like, yeah, that can be pretty damning for a relationship um, unless it's real. And if it's real, like give it a chance. We'll see. Like I do you feel like the odds are kind of stacked against them because of what you said? Cause I didn't really catch some of that. Like I was glad you brought that up. Um, but also I'm just trying to have perspective here, you know, like, Oh yeah. It's not going to get any worse than it is right now. So if you can get through right now, I think you'll be okay. And ultimately I think 
to the point that you were making, Tyler, it's going to depend on what his level of maturity really is, is how he could actually receive that information versus not receive that information. Mm -hmm. And so if he is the immature person that it seems like he is, it probably won't play well. And I think you're right. Um, but if, if he is able to mature up and receive this well, and maybe have some real conversations, not only with her and, but with their family, I think that could totally change the tides where it could be something good. It just sounds like his maturity levels, not at that place. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm definitely like very much, uh, living in the 21st century where I don't think it's the end of the world for the woman to be the breadwinner. Um, no. like, I don't think that's a deal breaker at all, but it, I think I've yet to see it play out well where the man, like where, you know, she's talking about James is talking about like, Oh yeah, let's have a kid. I'm just going to quit college like i'm not going to graduate to be a stay-at-home dad it's like i just don't feel like that's gonna end well for them well i think the the breadwinner point's tough because i think in the short term if if he takes a part-time job then yeah that's the reality but i think she said at some point there that like he had really good job prospects like whatever his like whatever his degree is going to be in if he finishes but he's talking about quitting I'll tell you the only thing that felt immature in that description was not his age. It was that he was like, Oh yeah, let's have a kid and I'll quit university and just have a part-time job. I was like, that's the epitome of like, just not thinking about the full picture. Right. Um, So I was like, gosh, yeah, that does feel a little bit like young. Well, and different, different guys age differently and mature differently, but like they, from what I recall, the sweet spot for guys maturing is 25 to 28 range. And so like, yeah, she could potentially have to wait up to like four more years to even see what his peak, uh, maturity could be. Right. And so I think she does have to judge for herself. Like, is this someone who I think is worth waiting for? Do I see the potential in him? Like those are some of the questions she has to ask herself. This isn't just about conversations with other people. Like she has to decide what she wants to do and make some decisions on her life. Well, Tia, thanks so much for reaching out to Reddit. And uh, we uh, we wish you and uh, James and your family the best as you navigate this together. But uh, but yeah, so that's relationship advice. Uh, and uh, just wanted to thank you guys so much for, for tuning in this week. I know we went a little bit long, but um, we love doing this every week. We love getting interactions from you guys. So if you want a, a shout out or have a question or have any input to anything, please send us an email at hello at batchpadpodcast.com or send us a DM or tweet at us on Twitter at a batchpad podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Jeremy, thank you so much again for, for being on the show. Tyler, as always, thanks for, for moderating and helping us keep this thing on track. Um, but in hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and we will see you guys all here next Thursday. See you geckos. Jeremy, do you have any final sit, a sign off there? Happy holidays.